Welcome to the Seeing Through the Numbers podcast. My name is Amanda Fisher, the Cashflow Queen and author of Unscramble Your Numbers. Hello and welcome and today I'm delighted to be talking about soaring in business. This is the best place to be. This is where your dreams about your business are starting to come true. This is where everything's working like clockwork. When you're soaring in business you've got three to six months or more of cash in the bank. So you've got money in the bank, you never have to worry about paying the bills You never have to worry about your financial side of the business from a cash flow perspective. What you do need to worry about, though, is you still need to keep a control on what's happening because, you see, once you start soaring in business and you've got surplus money in the account, the temptation is to start spending it. The temptation is that spending on things that aren't essential for the business. Now, this is a time when you can relax a little bit. But do keep an eye on those expenses and don't let them blow out just because you've now got to this point where it's all looking really great. So one of the things to think about when you're at this awesome place in your business is now it's all about looking to the future, building the business, growing the business. It may be that you're now at a point where you know, the money coming in, the profit you're making, the salary you're making or the, you know, the, the take-home money that you have in your business is sufficient and you don't actually want more. And that's fine. Oh, sorry, itchy nose. Um, <laughs> and that's fine if that's all you want. There's nothing that says you have to grow it to be the biggest thing, you know, Grow it to become BHP or something. Like it's not about growing a massive big business. It's about having a business that's comfortable for you. And you're now at the level where you've got the funds, the money's rolling in, but it is important to keep an eye on the invoicing, to keep an eye on the payments of your invoices, to make sure that those invoices aren't getting long outstanding. And if you are, that those debt collection processes you've put in place earlier us being maintained and not just let slide. You can't afford to lose control of the business you've got to this point. So making sure that you've still got good debt collection process, the invoices being paid, your money's coming in regularly, number one. Number two, making sure that you're not spending on things you don't need or if you do spend on a few extras in the business that you're really aware of what you're spending, how much it's costing and you're comfortable with that decision. It's a discretionary decision. It's not essential for the business, but you're comfortable about doing that. That's fine. The next thing though is to talking about scaling the business and growing the business, if that's what you want. You've now got some good foundations there. You've got a buffer of money in the bank account, which is perfect. And now you can start to say, okay, we could grow this business. We could hire a new person We've got enough money in the account. I really have an itchy nose today, don't I? Oh. Um, 
we have enough money in the bank account to to afford to pay the salary for a few months of someone while we get them up and running. And But the thing with that is making sure that you've got your systems and procedures and processes on board so that a new staff member can come up to speed really quickly, firstly. Secondly, that there is demand so that you can keep that person busy quickly and build them up so that they are earning you revenue. One of the things that I often see when people get to this stage is that they relax a little bit, everything, so the tight control they've had up until this point gets relaxed and then they start to slide back down the ladder a bit and we start to not have quite as much money in the account. We start to go back down to the striving level and maybe surviving uh, if you're not careful. So be wary of sliding backwards. The second thing about it is if you do want to grow the business, if you've got a market there that you can build that business a lot more, be aware that in building the business, you may in fact go down a step or two. So it's not unusual for businesses in the early stage, yes, they're stressing, they're struggling, they're surviving in the early days and until they get to the striving and soaring states but then as they grow they fall back down again uh, because of the timing issues you're spending money out before the money comes in and so they get a bit back down into perhaps survival mode or struggle street before they pull themselves back up again so be aware that unfortunately business can be you probably already know it anyway a roller coaster ride And so you may have to go down a little bit before you go up again. But the next up, if you've got everything right and you've done all the right things at this point, you've got your systems and processes and procedures in place, you've got a good team around you and, you know, you've got plenty of demand is, you know, the next roller coaster up, it's an uphill climb, but you're going to end up a lot higher. The key is not to come crashing down again the next time. So trying to even out that roller coaster ride whilst at the same time growing so that it's more like an upward graph than a roller coaster ride up and down. That's what you're wanting to achieve. So looking at potentially at this point you might be looking at expanding your your service or product range. You may be looking at, as I say, building up the team, doing more of it. It may be a time now where you decide that it's time to really look at your pricing. You've done so much. You've got some awesome testimonials and case studies and you really you want to really niche down onto clients of the type that you love working with because along the way you may well have picked up the, you know, the any client or customer is a, a good customer as long as they've paid you. Uh, we've all fallen into that trap where any customer is a good customer. They want my services. They're going to pay for it, and I'm good with that. And then you find as you work along the way that, you know, some of what I call high maintenance, you know, they expect things instantaneously. They uh, demand a lot of your time, but then perhaps don't want to pay for for that higher level of service. And, you know, you kind of look at it and think, you know, I've put in all this extra time, but they haven't paid me any more than this other client who has, I've charged the same to and I haven't heard a peep out of them. 
and it's been really easy and they're lovely to work with. So it's personalities can be an issue. It might be the type of industry that you're now wanting to niche down into something that's, you know, the, the industry type that you really want to work with. And that's what it's about. Now's the time to really refine who you want to work with. One of the things I remember one of my mentors telling me about many, many years ago when I had an accounting practice was he his comments was, you have clients that fall into A, B, C and D clients, let's say. You know, a clients are the best clients. You love them to pieces. They love you to pieces. They pay their bills on time. They respect you. They take your advice. It's like everything's a tick, tick, tick and it's, you know, gold stars all around. Then you have your B-class clients and they're pretty much an A-class client, but there's something that's not quite a gold star. You know, maybe they don't pay quite as quickly. Maybe they do take a bit more of your time. Um, you know, maybe yeah, you don't really click with them quite as well, but they're still a good client and, you know, they're, they're probably silver stars. You know, they're, they're, they're good. Then you get your C-class clients, which... Uh, okay, they're not brilliant. Maybe it's the work you do for them isn't your ideal work. You'd rather be doing more and they just want the basic work. I don't know. And then you got to the D-class clients. And the D-class clients were you know, the ones that just you really didn't want to have to deal with for whatever reason. It might have been the work they required, you know, the type of work. It could have been the personality. It could have been the industry, whatever it was. And his advice was to go through the client list once a year Allocate people into A, B, C, D, and then set your D-class clients adrift. These are the ones that are chewing up too much of your time. Get rid of them so you can make more space for the A-class clients, so you can attract more of the good clients and find ways of you know, terminating your services with the D-class clients. So think about what you can do to build your business, to grow it to the level that you want it to be. Not what other ones people say, but what you want, what you feel comfortable with because you're soaring and that is the best place to be. Enjoy. Thank you for listening to the Seeing Through the Numbers podcast. Make sure you subscribe to get notifications of upcoming episodes so that you don't miss any. Looking forward to seeing you in the next episode.